Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Informed Catholic Podcast. My name is Ned Jabbar. We are now in the uh, Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Easter. And uh, this is probably um, probably be the last one because I have to go back to work soon. So, uh, so I'll do this with you. Uh, the entrance antiphon is from Psalm um, 53. The merciful love of the Lord fills the earth. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Alleluia. Okay, so let's begin. And I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us and forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. And, uh, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world to receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. In the glory of God the Father. Amen. And then we go back to the, uh, the collect prayer. Almighty, ever-living God, lead us to share in the, in the joy of heaven so that the humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before us, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The first reading is from the book of Acts. It's from chapter 2, verse 14, and uh, goes to uh, 36 to 41. God has made Jesus both Lord and Christ, a reading from the Holy Acts of the Apostles. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and proclaimed, Let the whole house of Israel know for certain that God has made both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, and they asked Peter and the other apostles, What are we to do, my brothers? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is made to you and to your children, and to all those far off 
whomever the Lord our God will call. He testified with many other arguments and was exhorting them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 persons were added that day. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the response to Psalm is going to be Psalm 23. I'll combine the uh, the two responses. There's a you know, choice between just an alleluia. So the Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing I shall want. Alleluia. The Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing I shall want. Alleluia. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Beside restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing I shall want. Alleluia. He guides me in the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. With your rod and your staff that give that give me courage, the Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Alleluia. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Alleluia. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing I shall want. Alleluia. The second reading is um, from First Peter chapter 2. So uh, you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, if you are patient when you suffer for doing what is good, this is a grace before God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he returned no insult. When he suffered, he did not threaten. Instead, he handed himself over to the one who, judge, who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body upon the cross, so that, free from sin, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you had gone astray like sheep, but you have now returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. The Alleluia Antiphon. I am the good shepherd, says the Lord. I know my sheep and mine know me. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Amen. Glory to you, Lord. I am the gate for the sheep. And Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. 
the gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. As the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out, when he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him, because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him, because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm going to take a guess that today is supposed to be uh, the Good Shepherd Sunday. And uh, yeah, I believe it is the Good Shepherd Sunday. And it's interesting that our Lord would um, would be saying this to us today because <laughs> you got to admit one thing. Uh, our uh, shepherds abandoned us. You know, we've been saying that. And um, they, uh, they, they definitely, you know, it's funny. That part was what, what Jesus asked about, show me a denarii. And they uh, handed a dinar to him, and he said, whose image is on it? And they said, Caesar. And he said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. I guess uh, that doesn't apply anymore, at least not to these shepherds. I'm angry with them. I am upset with them. I understand about this whole idea about staying safe. But let's be honest, there's been a lot of contradictions. I've been saying that. And the fact is, I think now maybe something out of this will will at least make us realize. And maybe, who knows, maybe some of them now uh, will think a little bit more clearly. Maybe this will actually make some of them realize and ask themselves a question, who are they? Who are they? Who are they to Christ? Do they really believe? If anything good comes out of this, it's not just them, but it's us. Who are we? Are we Catholic? Are we Christian? Because some may go on and not care. We know that. We know there's a lot of Catholics that don't care. I mean, we know this. And maybe some of us would know who we really are. You know, if anything good will come out of this, it will make people wake up, open their eyes and wake up. I mean, I know there are people that don't care about faith, that don't care anything about it, that don't see anything important. Maybe because they can't see or they can't believe what they cannot see. And they cannot love what they cannot see because 
they see this world and this is all there is. There's a lot of people that think that way. That's it. This is this world. This is the world. There's nothing else beyond this. And that's how some people think. That's how some people want to believe. And if you can't see God, there is no God. That's how they think. Now, honestly, I find that impossible. Because one thing I know about this world, there's a lot here that does not love you. You have your family that does love you. God willing that they're a good family that does love you. But one thing's for sure, this world, much of it, to, much of it wants to control you and wants to kill you. All right. They, they, they look at you as a nuisance. A lot of people who are in power because they fight to get, you know, to keep control of the power and the money because this is their God. And they see they have to fight to keep their God, which is as much as, as much as they can control and as much as they have, that's how they see it. And though, you know, you have those who have and those who don't have the have and the have nots. We've heard that saying before, a lot of them will put their power in it, even though they're growing old and decrepit and their money can't save them. Their money can't give them immortality. But this is where they put their hope and their and their their uh, their dreams. This is their God, this world, and everything in it. And therefore, they align themselves with people of like-minded thoughts and beliefs. The actors, the actresses, the the uh, the people uh, in politics, the people in Hollywood, the people in control of the banks, the people in control of property the people in control, the media, they see that because some they see wealth in controlling a people. You can have all the money. You can have all the money in the world you want. But if you don't have control over people, and what happens when the people don't care you have all the money? Then you have to find other means of making people listen to you. And that's the way it goes. But we have a shepherd. We have one who has conquered everything. We have one who is beyond all this. Beyond any of it. Who cannot be corrupted with money. Who cannot be bought with property. Who cannot be bought with a, you know, with, with a bribe. None of this can change or sway his mind. Because he's conquered death. And that is what exactly what everyone fears is death. Science has not conquered death. All right. And that is what it is. If you can conquer death for some men who are not God, they can use death as a weapon. They can use medicine as a weapon. They can use all these things. Yeah. All everything within their means, they will use it as a weapon. But Christ, Christ is beyond that. He conquered death. And he is Lord of both heaven and earth. You know, it doesn't matter. None of this really matters. Okay, so if we die today, but if we're not confident, then we don't have faith. 
But if we die and we have confidence and we have faith, then what honestly do we have to fear? We don't have to fear anything because we know who our real shepherd is. We know who our God is. None of this matters. Money didn't buy Jesus. Money did not bribe him. He didn't need it. He didn't need any of it. And death, yes, in his human nature, he feared it. He experienced our experiences of fear of death and abandonment. And what did he do? He sanctified it. He made, if we who have faith in him, believe in him, then we don't have anything to be afraid of. Yes, the pain, there's always pain. Jesus felt pain. But we know who he is and we know him. Out of him, we can do nothing. Without him, we are nothing. But in him, and we have faith in him, then we know through his holy life, he sanctified death. He made it meritorious. He made it rewarding because, in other words, he gave it strength for us. And he conquered everything and made it sacramental so we can use it as a weapon to strengthen us. Remember what he said to St. Paul. My strength is manifest in weakness. He took St. Paul's weakness and he made it into a weapon for salvation. He took death and made it a weapon for salvation. He took suffering and made it a weapon for salvation. He took disease and he made it a weapon for salvation. He took all these things and made it a weapon. So these people who are in charge, who have all the money, who are desperate to control the population of the world, they're gonna, they, they've lost already. They lost 2,000 years ago on the, on the foot of the cross and they lost 2,000 years ago before a simple carpenter from Nazareth and they lost before the child of Bethlehem. It's the same person. They lost. They lost. That's it. It's over for them. The battle has been won. There was an interesting old program. Um, the Rosary Hour. The, produced by Father Peyton. And uh, one of the stories is called Hill Number One. And it showed these soldiers. Might have been the Korean War. It didn't really say what it was. But it sounded like it was specific. Uh, somewhere in, in, in the South of uh, Asia. And the chaplain was telling them about, because they were fighting to take control of the hill, and he started telling them, using the story of the resurrection and the crucifixion, which is, uh, I guess, it's a military saying, they refer to where Jesus died, Calvary, Golgotha, as hill number one. And basically the idea was about, it was a way of meditation, a rosary meditation, how to meditate, because it was helping people to use their imagination in an Ignatius way to meditate on the mystery of the rosary and the glorious mystery of the resurrection. And hill number one is like a, is a military reference of the, uh, Jesus battling the devil and death on hill number one, and he triumphant, he prevailed. And that is exactly what it is. So we are in a battlefield. That's why we're called the church militant. 
Because while we are in this world, we are constantly fighting to get our way to heaven, fighting to get there, fighting to get through all the obstacles, all the fears, the, the battles, the, the military, our military battles against temptation, doubt, and sin. Okay, and we keep battling going forward. We carry our cross, we follow Christ through the straight and narrow way. And avoiding to get off that road, we have to just keep going straight. As it says in scripture, neither, you, you neither look to your right or to your left, but you keep going forward. You, you know, the straight and narrow way. You know, you follow the gospel, you follow the law, you follow the prophets, you follow Christ, you follow the apostles and the saints. You keep going forward and you resist all temptation. Okay, so let's go to the creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was, and was buried, and rose again on the third day. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. So let's say a Hail Mary uh, for, uh, for the church. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Those who uh, suffer from the coronavirus and recovering, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. A Hail Mary for uh, those who are suffering from uh, loss of jobs. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Uh, a Hail Mary for the Pope and the bishops, and uh, all the religious and clergy, um, for them as well. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.
For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Okay, my friends, uh, I'll end it here. And um, we'll, I'll get back with you soon with something. Um, so God bless and be well.